We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's move over to the defense, guys. Yeah. It is hilarious. There is somebody literally posted something on the board saying, I don't care what happened. Al Golden's still an idiot, and he needs to be fired. It is Ryan, you called that one so well. Yeah, you did. Uh, you second half. Points. I just, yeah, yeah. Second half, Duke put some things together in the second half. They made adjustments. Notre Dame was slow to adjust to him, but also Duke's a couple times made some plays, and, and we saw some poor execution in the second half. But I'll tell you, the first half, let's stick with the first half. Notre Dame scouted Duke out very well in the first half, and they did so in two ways, Ryan. Number one, they did a great job of forcing the give on the power read stuff early. They forced Riley to give that ball almost every time, and then they just let Maris chase, and he smoked him every time. And they also did a great job mixing up their how they – this is what we asked for. Stop just bringing it every single time. Exactly. They would walk up and, and drop. They would they would play just base defense and let their linebackers run in the first half. Uh, yeah. Then And they also brought pressure as well, which I thought made the pressures more effective, especially early. Riley Leonard never got into rhythm until like late third quarter, fourth quarter, and that was more running than it was throwing the I was going to say, it wasn't throwing it. Yeah, Riley Leonard went 12 of 27 throwing the football, 134 yards. Um, they did a really nice job of – of playing the levels concepts that we talked about, how Duke likes to you to run, uh, and and it went twelve of twenty seven, and one of those balls, the early catch on Benjamin Morris, and that that was just a heck of a catch. Yes. I mean, was, you know, yes, it, it was, was so underthrown <laughs> that Benjamin Morris didn't have a chance. But I, I, defensively, uh, second half run defense was not good. But the first half run defense was brilliant, and for much of that game, that's what kept the points down in this game. I mean, Duke barely had over 300 yards of offense. Yeah, and yep. and the defense gave him a shot. And 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 here's the thing that's different from last, last week: the defense made stop, 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 stop. Couldn't make a stop when it mattered. This game in the second half, they were bending, they were giving up drives, they were giving up points. But when they needed to make a stop at the end. They made the stop. I didn't they think did. they were going to at first because, like, it looked like that's the moment when I thought Notre Dame was ready to quit. Yep. They had a couple yep. runs and they were dragging Notre Dame guys. Yep. And then they stepped up and made those plays. And that was, um, it was, that was big. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. 
Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It was a, I was pacing at that point. I know you're shocked by that. And I was thinking to myself, oh, here we go again. You know, mm-hmm. this is an opportunity for the defense to step up and they're probably not going to do it. Like that, that's where my negative mindset went. Like I felt good about Notre Dame going down and scoring, but then it was like, well, 30 seconds, three timeouts. Yeah, that's plenty of time. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that honestly was my thought process. And they stepped up big time. Uh, yeah. in that drive because, you know, Duke had plenty of opportunities in that last drive. They had plenty of opportunities and Notre Dame made plays yeah. in, in that, on that last drive and obviously ended up turning them over and, yeah. you know, that whole thing. And so that was, that was refreshing, frankly, is yeah. what that was. That was refreshing from the defense. Well, it, it just kind of felt like Vince, they exercised a few demons in the, on that last possession yeah. from last week for me. And, and, and I didn't think they were going to do it because I thought Duke made some really good second half adjustments. They started pinning Notre Dame inside. Notre Dame was, Notre Dame was beating Duke in up the middle all game. I mean, yes. no, Notre Dame's defensive tackles were lights out. Awesome. Howard lights cross out. was an absolute, monster hit three yeah. pressures on the first drive alone guys his, be- his best game as an other game player by oh. and that's saying and something he, guys because because he's, he's had, had some good pretty year. good games this year he's howard had a good year let's be real howard cross is playing like an all-american and not just tonight yeah. tonight all was year. the best they needed somebody on defense to step up and ball out tonight and howard cross is like i got you i, I thought riley mills was also very good tonight but but, disrupted. but howard cross this was probably the best defensive line game I've seen a Notre Dame guy play since Jerry Tillery against Stanford back in 2018. Like this was a Howard Cross was brilliant, and and I thought the whole first, the whole defensive line in the first half, guys, was excellent. Yeah, like until Duke's last drive where they got into field goal range, they had 68 yards of offense prior right. to that last drive in the second quarter, and um and and that helped keep the points down. To the point where, and, and but the defense also had the re, the reason I say it wasn't just the offensive staff that didn't have the team prepared. It was also defensively because I still don't think they play with tons of fire. But like the two off the three offside penalties were all just stupid mistakes. Mm-hmm. Like the Javante Jean Baptiste goes offsides and then he just stays there. Yeah, get back. Uh, you can he had plenty can of time ask, to step back. You can you can ask my my dad and my friend were here for a little bit during the first portion of the game, and I'm like, why is he just stopping like get back get back right it was just like he got there and he's like oh snap i'm in the neutral zone maybe i'll get back in a couple seconds and he starts leaning back with his upper body but he doesn't move his foot and then jordan patel just flat out lined up offsides lined up offsides yeah cam hart just lines up offsides 
Yeah. It's like there was just a, there was just the whole team. There's just an utter lack of discipline tonight. This team just played with no discipline tonight. We, yeah. you know, we saw too many that mistakes. That was disturbing, though. Like the yeah. lack of discipline. I know we the haven't really talked team about the penalties. Missed. The whole the, the team. penalties are, and it's not just tonight. Like the penalties are a problem with this particular team, and that worries me on a lot of levels well, because I just they're so they've had so many penalties. I'll be honest, Vince. Like some of the penalties from previous weeks don't bother me. Like the Josh Burnham penalty against Central Michigan didn't bother me. He thought the guy had the ball. He's playing hard. Like I'm, sure. I'm from the Bobby Bowden school of, if you get a penalty because you're playing hard, not dirty. I get I, you that. Know, it's like it's different today than like were bad. these were all self inflicted, no discipline, like the not, false not, starts. Like, right. Are you gonna tell me that the environment, the environment at Duke, literally had you false starting? Like, like crazy? bro, you're a fifth year senior at at, yeah. at corner, a fifth a, a senior defensive end, and a sixth year senior. And that's the other thing. It wasn't Josh Burnham jumping off sides. It wasn't. Right. It wasn't Donovan Heinish. It wasn't. You know, it wasn't your sophomores and your freshmen. It was veterans doing that tonight, guys. Like the veterans stepped up, Ryan, to your point, and and, and made the big plays at the end. But it was also the veterans making most of the really silly, no-focus penalties in this game. But back to the defense, I, 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 Ryan, I don't know about you. I loved the first-half game plan from the defense. I'll, I'll be critical of the adjustments here in a second, but I got to tell you, man, I, I thought Al Golden had this, this offense completely scouted out in the first half of this game. They were fast in the first half. Like, they were fa- – I, 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 Brian, Brian, I, I would say like this, like the, the Maris Loyfowl's first half, right. It was just like, that was like an example that exemplified that first half for me of like, they were just so much faster than yeah. Duke in the first half. It was like, there were some times where Riley, Riley Leonard would try to keep the ball to the outside. And it was just like Maris just came out of a blink of an eye and made these crazy plays working to the perimeter. Like they were just much more athletic than Duke, especially in yeah. the first half. But the difference was, is that adjustments happen that we'll get to, right? Yep. And it, it became a little bit more of an even playing field as far as you can as dive, you can lead into those, Ryan. You can carry us into those after you after you finish like that first. You go ahead and like when you're ready, lead us into that part yeah. too. So like the first half, Notre Dame, I thought was playing so relaxed and so free that they were clearly the more athletic team. Like there was no yeah. doubt. Like Riley Leonard, who's a tremendous football player, him trying to work to the perimeter, it's like Maris Lufthouse faster than you. Like, that's just kind of, you know, the, the impression that we were getting there. And I felt like just everything was just so quick processing, you know, the Xavier Watts interception and, and getting pressures on the quarterback. And they were moving so fast it, for the first time, not first time, that's super hyperbolic, but for the first time, at least it felt like, Notre Dame was clearly the faster team defensively in the offense yeah. against a good football team, right? It, you right. know, in recent years. Like they and not because they fast. were triggering them. Right. But like Just some of the best plays that Maris had in the first half, Ryan, they were they were like I said, they were doing a good job of of hitting the end, and they did it a couple different ways. So when they would do the power read, they would kind of come up and they'd go after they'd go after Riley Leonard and force him to give. And then they just let Maris chase the sweep. And every single time he outran the running back and stopped him either at or behind line of scrimmage every, every single time. Yep. And then what they also, so, so then, so then Duke starts doing some of their inside zone read stuff. And I thought Notre Dame did a great job of crashing their end. And then they kept looping Riley Mills around and he was blowing it up, you know? So like, I thought when it came to the read stuff, 
the only with, runs that that the, the runs that Riley had success with, Riley Leonard had success success with guys were in the second half on like scrambles, but then designed like quarter quarterback counter. Yeah. Yeah. Like so yeah, this is yeah, the thing is like Duke was getting gear butts kicked up the middle. So in the second half, they started doing stretch and they ran like they were running counter. They started pinning Notre Dame inside and then yep. getting outside of it. And we never saw Notre Dame's offense make that same adjustment. Right. No. And, and then, of no. course, one of the run long, one long runs. And, and like you said, Maris played great in the first half. Amazing. First Rough half. second half. And the long, the, the first long run was like, he just stood there and let the guy block him. Like he had no clue what was happening. And I, I got to tell you, man, I'm so frustrated watching this linebacking core whenever there's like this team does not know how to play counter. I don't know why teams don't run more counter at them because the linebackers literally just run at blockers. With like Jack Kaiser did today, what JD Bertrand did last week, no con- awareness of where the ball was on that one long counter run in the second half, no idea where the ball was, just ran into the linebacker. He had outside leverage, just or not the linebacker, the puller, just ran into the lineman. We saw yeah. Maris do that tonight. We saw JD Bertrand do that last night. We saw Jack do that tonight. Like they're yeah. clearly being taught to do this, and I just don't make. Now I understand you've got a responsibility, and I've got to play contained, or I got to do this, but like. You've got to have some awareness to the ball, man. If you're a linebacker, there's got to be some level of awareness of where the freaking football is going. Right. And there now again, Benjamin Morrison had a, a, a one of the worst games Benjamin Morrison's had, especially from an attacking standpoint. That was a terrible, terrible job by him on that particular play. But it shouldn't have got there. The the linebackers got to show more awareness. And and I just thought I thought Duke made some really nice adjustments with their running game in the second half to get the ball outside. Now, say, look, Notre Dame's blowing up our zone read zone stuff and read, power read stuff. So we got to do some things to get Riley Leonard going, and they did, and it helped yep. him get a couple touchdown drives yep. going in the yep. second half. Yep. Yep. Well, I, no and I, I, think, I think working into the second half, one thing that I think was, first off, hats off to Coach Johns, because I thought that he had made tremendous adjustments in the, in the second half. I think that he forced Notre Dame to get a little bit more uncomfortable seeing different eye candy in the yeah. second half. There's a lot of pre-snap movement, trades, motions, all that type of stuff, which that's Maris's weak spot. It is. Yeah. But I think that's linebacker's weak spot, though, in general, is that that movement, I think, really messes with their eye discipline. And that's where you kind of get them guessing and not f- fulfill, you know, fulfilling in the role and, and being super aggressive. Like, I think that's where you lost them. And then when you're not good on the second level, more things are going to get to the third level. And I thought that in the second half, they also missed a, a bunch of tackles in the open field. Where it was Tons, just like, guys, you can't which I'm so sick of talking about that every single week. Ryan, he, this is so you were correct on Kevin Johns. This is where I thought yeah. Kevin Johns made a mistake. I thought he was late to do that because we saw that. I actually have a note here on the third yes. play of the game when they ran a slant on uh, second and 10. They ran a slant in front of Xavier Watts. And and my note was empty. Notre Dame was not sure how to line up because they went empty and then they did a shift. And Notre Dame was like, who's going where? We don't know what to do. And they didn't really go back to that for a while. Yeah. And I like I like a team like Notre Dame that just wants to run to the football the way they were tonight and blitz and stuff like that. Like I want to get them communicating and talking and and motions and shifts and things like that are going to do that. They started doing that in the second half, like the touchdown pass, second touchdown pass. It was embarrassing. Yep. This is about simple. It's just like they brought a guy in motion and just ran him on a slide because they knew Notre Dame wasn't going to be able to it, communicate it like, properly to pick it up. It just was I, ridiculous. I, 
I know you're not an NFL guy, but it was like the that happened to the Eagles twice in the Super Bowl. It was just like just easy motions and just coming yeah. across, and then they just lose where they're supposed to be. I mean, it yeah. was it seemed very funky on that on that <clears throat> touchdown too because it definitely seemed like you're in man coverage, which makes sense, obviously in the red zone, right inside the ten, especially. But for whatever reason, no one followed the motion across. Right. So like, it was just like, uh, guys, like usually if you're being yeah. covered, someone's following it, it, that motion. It to me, it looked to me like Thomas Harper thought he was passing off. Like to me in that yeah. close to the goal line, to me, if he goes in motion, once he goes across, Thomas Harper needs to be able to communicate to Xavier Watts trade. Right. And then he picks up because what do most teams run in that situation? Some sort of mesh slide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. right that that's going to be hard for thomas harper to get across over top or underneath all those guys and still get to that slide that's going to be a tough thing to get to that most teams in that type of zone it's still man but it's like hey we're we're switching you yeah, know you like switch, yeah. you take that guy i'll jump the cross and and they didn't do that and it resulted in and obviously them getting a big play but uh so i was I, actually I thought, go ahead Vince. i was gonna say i was actually surprised it took him as long as it did to really get riley leonard involved in the run game because they weren't yeah. getting anything in the run game no. in the first half. And I, I actually – I had two group chats going. I had this one with you guys, and I had the one with the Styers boys. Which and one's your was, favorite? Well, they, the, they, the other one, they actually listened to me. So I, <laughs> Oh, I, sh- I'm just me a joking. River. I'm joking. I'm joking. No. This I, isn't the show for pansies, Vince. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. But no, I at 8.15, I just looked it up, the timestamp. At 8.15, I'm like, I bet they get Riley Leonard going on this drive. Yeah. And I think it was like their second or third drive of the game. And they didn't get yeah. to it until the second half. Yeah, Their offense could have gotten going a little bit earlier if they would have gone to that, I think, a little bit earlier. Yeah. But, you know. And you know what was a troubling, a troubling comment? I'm sorry to cut you off, but like a troubling comment good. at halftime with Marcus Freeman was they started getting the quarterback run game going with like that last drive in the second, in the second, in the first half, excuse me, with, with Leonard. And I remember they asked him, it was like, how have you guys been able to stop the quarterback run game or whatever? And he's like, well, they haven't really run it until the last <laughs> drive. And I'm just like, that's not the answer I wanted to hear. <laughs> it's also like hear. incredibly factually inaccurate. Like, okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually watching that last third and four play now. I thought that was a really nice call. Very nice call. Because, like, Duke had been – this is where Al Golden adjusted. Duke had been crushing with that counter stuff all night long. Yeah. And they ran a counter, and um, and and Notre Dame brought D.J. Brown off the back, and they blitzed Xavier Watts off the front. So they basically said, we're not going to let you get this ball outside. If you're going to do this, you're going to have to yep. cut it vertically inside. And you're not going to run on us vertically inside because our defensive tackles are kicking your butt. Nana had a really hard crash on that too. That was one of the better calls out Golden had in the second half. Yeah, they crashed. That from play both had sides. no chance. They crashed if, from both sides. They yes, did a good job. Exactly. They yeah. said we're you are you're we're going to force this ball yeah. back in, and they both crashed high. Yes, which meant they, they were prepared bounce. for the quarterbacks yes. coming but, outside. Yes. They didn't crash level. They didn't run at the back. They ran at the quarterback. <clears throat> right. Right. So like Xavier Watts stayed on a a track to Riley Leonard until he saw the ball in the running back's hands. Then he squeezed on the ball. I thought that was a, one of the best calls Al Golden had in the second half was that, that third. And it, it ended up being a, a big play, obviously. So, cause they, um, they, they, they lined up to go for it on fourth down. And that's when they did that, that squib kick. Oh, but right. that was, I mean, it, look, if you don't make that call right there, guys, you've got two timeouts left. If you get, if you get, if you get the ball back, right. 
you're, you're going to have less than that a was minute huge. to play. Oh, that was huge because yeah. you had two plus minutes. You had two and a half yeah. minutes, I think. When and you still had two timeouts. Yeah. You still had two timeouts left. Yeah. But if you don't make that stop there, guys, it would have been a lot harder to win that football game. No a doubt. A whole lot harder to win that football game. No doubt. So, um, you know, again, that's and that's what good teams do, right? Like, you start off well. They make adjustments and have some success. You counter and you make the stop when you need to. That's coaching, mm-hmm. right? That's That's coaching. And Notre Dame, Notre Dame did a nice job with that tonight. I thought defensively, you're, you're the the two interior defensive tackles, Riley Mills and Howard Cross, combined for twenty tackles tonight, guys. Twenty tackles. Howard Cross's stat line is just insane. It's insanity. I he had thirteen I he... tackles, three yeah. and a half tackles for loss, a sack, a quarterback hurry, and two forced fumbles. Number one, they had do, they had Notre Dame. The official stat line had Notre Dame is having two quarterback hurries, which is why I always say ignore the freaking quarterback hurries. Howard Cross had three quarterback hurries on the first series alone. Right. Exactly. Uh, two forced fumbles, and they had, guys, Notre Dame finally recovered a fumble. They should have had the first one too, man. They should have had the first one too. Yes. Ugh. Yes. They finally recovered a fumble. I cannot believe it. So I'm sorry. I'm watching this last drive. His, his, his uh, stat line just blew my mind because yeah. I knew he had a good game. We all watched it. He yeah. had a great game. Yeah. But that's not the stat line for a defensive tackle. Like, a nose was, tackle. Yes. A nose tackle. That was crazy to me that that's what he ended up with. And I'm very curious to see what pro football focus has yeah. for pressures because yeah. it's probably in the double digits for him. Yeah. I, 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 there were two plays that Xavier Watts really frustrated me on missed tackles, like yes. really bad missed tackles. Other than that, look, I talked on Wednesday in my midweek rundown, Vince, Xavier Watts has to step up in this game. They need him to step up in this game. And he did again, two bad missed tackles. Sure. You know, I feel like, I feel like we always have to preface that because if we say a guy play well, they'll point to the two plays oh, where he yeah, didn't dude, play well, yeah. right? right? Which I shouldn't do that. I always tell you not to do that, so I shouldn't have done that either. <laughs> but like Ryan, you can break this down, Ryan. But the 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 first yeah. interception was just oh. mastery by Xavier Watts. He played that so well. Go ahead. Yeah, no, it was it was an it was an overwrapped where they were trying to basically make the safety pick to either carry the one crossing routes or to stay there, right? And he had been carrying the crossing route. He was the, the if I'm looking at the offense, he's the right safety, right? And he's carrying the cross across. And Riley Leonard, I think, read it actually pretty well at first. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, okay, Watts is carrying that guy. I'm going to throw the other, the, other dra- the other crossing routes right underneath of him for a big game. It was brilliant, I think, actually. I don't yeah. think it was a fault of Riley Leonard on that throw at all, actually. He got baited. Yeah, a good decision. He got yeah. baited. Yeah, but Watts carried it, stopped his momentum, came back down and jumped this crossing route, which I thought was just yeah. a tremendous play. Yeah. It really was, and he almost had another one too, man. I yeah. mean, he even had a little oh, more yeah. help on the second one. Ugh. But like, I mean, ball skills and coverage today for for Xavier Watts, I thought were fantastic. They yeah. really were, and that that first interception though, man, like that was such a heady veteran play great instincts and ability to finish on the football. Like it was, it was tremendous. I'm not going to lie. I was really hoping that his offensive background was going to get him a few more yards. Like he, yeah. as soon as he got hit, he went down. I was like, come yeah. on, man. Yeah. Like- <laughs> yeah. Um, 
he finished the game with eight tackles, a half a tackle for loss, an interception. And that interception gave them a feel. I mean, if you think about it, Notre Dame's uh, – this makes this speaks even worse about the offense. Oh, my gosh. They the, the 10 points they ended 13. up they – ended, they did score the first half, were set up by a 34-yard gain on a fake punt, and an interception that gave them the ball inside the 20. Yep. I think it was inside uh, yeah. the 15, wasn't it? Didn't it start on the 13? Is that right? Something like 12 or 13. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, that was so that was that was frustrating. So yes. I'm watching the last drive, watching Rico just I was so proud of my wife last night. So she tonight watching the game. So so on that play where Rico um caught the ball, she was she was like dealing with something with the, the girls, and she looks up and she sees Rico's fighting. She's like, She's gotta get out of bounds. He's like, Oh, wait, he was in the middle of the field. But like her instinct was like I was like, I gotta love this woman. Uh, but um, you know, guys, I thought Xavier Xavier stepped up and played well. Like Ryan, I, I what who was I think I said I, I know that I said Maris had to step up in this game. This was a because why he was gonna be a big part of containing the the quarterback run game. And when he yep. played well, the quarterback run game was not good. Yep. Or, you know, so so that was important. And then when he made the mistakes, they didn't I, I still get frustrated by the inside pressures that they bring and then just leave inside leverage on slants. Like, I don't know how teams don't just have a slant called. Like I'm going to have a slant or or a quick under route called every time I'm in a third, second or third down against Notre Dame, the middle and then the times they do bring something, I'm going to hit it It, because they, they do, they bring the inside pressure, but then they also vague, like just the, the leverage, the way they play that route with the second. It's not Thomas Harper's fault. That's been happening. It happened last year and every time. And that's something that frustrates me. Again, yes. make them beat you with an outside throw because you know what they could not do tonight? Every time they tried to throw it in their name, a wide fade or an outside go, the exception of one time, they could not complete those balls because most quarterbacks can't complete that when there's someone in your face. Right. That That's something that continues to just um, drive me a little nuts. Well, I mean, it drives me nuts, especially because I feel like there's just so much soft coverage inside as well. Like, I felt like the plays that they were able to make in the passing game, which wasn't much, by the way. What was it, 12 completions for like 130-something yards? Like, it wasn't a great day for Riley Leonard, obviously, in the passing attack. But it's easy stuff, man. You're just letting letting them be able to just – it's it's layup stuff. Like it's just incredibly frustrating to me. It's like, why are we not pressing this team? We talked about this yeah. old week as far as like this team wide receiver wise, nothing special. Like it's not, they're a bunch of good solid right. football players, but they're not guys that are going to create right. massive plays consistently electric right. plays. And I feel like for the most part, you showed that when you want to dictate that, like they're not going to create a bunch of big plays, but then it was just, some easy RPO slants and some easy stuff over the middle of the field where I'm just like, come on, man, yeah. like, just be aggressive on yeah. this team. You don't need to. Yeah. Don't treat them like they're Ohio State, man. Yeah. Don't treat them like they're Ohio State. Come on. Benjamin, I thought, again, had a rough night. I thought Cam Hart played well. I don't know if he got hurt late or what. Yeah, I didn't see him in the last drive. Yeah. yeah. So I, I have a feeling he something happened uh to him. I feel like he was not drive. in the last yeah. couple drives, but I, maybe I'm wrong about I, that. I thought DJ Brown was fine. Good tonight, solid tonight. Yeah, you know, he was where he needed to be. Yeah. So that was that was good. Um Hey, thank goodness Ramon Henderson knows how to recover a fumble on a yeah. botched punt return. Oh my gosh, that was that was one of the worst things I've ever seen in my entire oh, life. He my. made up for it in the next play, but or next exactly. series, but yeah. 
I think it was. I think it was the next play, but still, it was the very next play. Yeah, <laughs> but still, That's right. Yeah, just overall defensively, guys, I, I just got to say, you know, the, the defensive line, this was the first time we've seen them get turned loose all, all year. And this is exactly what we've been hoping for. Because what did we say, Ryan, about this right. offensive line when you and I broke this team down? This is a very experienced, veteran, sound group. Even without Graham Barton, they're in tier that from left guard over. Those are all graduate players Corner that have played a lot of football. Monk and, yeah, right. It's good, and it's and Notre Dame's defensive line had them working backwards almost the whole night. And they had to, li- the only way they could get in the yards was to go outside. Yep. I mean, that, that's that's really it. So hats off to the Notre Dame defensive line. They were finally turned loose a little bit tonight, and yep. and they they did well. And even like there was the one play that Javante Jean-Baptiste, what, what did we talk about on Thursday, Ryan? We said, look, in some of those third down situations, put those two guys up the middle and tell them to get their hands up. And it wasn't a third down, yep. but there was that play where, you know, Javante Jean, Jean-Baptiste come up the line. He sees the quarterback throwing. So he just gets his freaking long. He's got really long. He's 6'5". He's got really long arms. Yeah. Get it up and bat it down. That was the one that Xavier Watts almost picked off, right? I believe. Yes. Was that one? It was that one, yeah. So Devontae um, Jean Baptiste, I would say this is that I think he he has been an even better pickup than I thought he was going to be. Because yes. I don't think he's going to stuff the statue, but he's been a really solid to yeah. good all-around player yeah. all season, like run stopping, getting some yeah. pressure when he when he has that opportunity. I He's been a good football Three player. Three tackles tonight, Ryan. Half a tackle for loss, a pass breakup, and a quarterback hurry. This is official stat just a, line. Just a good player. And, 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 good and, player. And, and you know what surprised me, Ryan? I don't know if he's gotten bigger or what, but he's been much better setting the edge in the run game than I thought he was going to be. A lot better. He's that's not a stat thing, but that's just like, but that's important. He's definitely gotten bigger. There's no yeah. doubt about that. I mean, yeah. he's playing aggressive too man like he he's playing with some violence in his hands it's been really i expected him to come here and give notre dame a little pass rush boost at times like that was kind of my expectation when i heard he was playing big end i was kind of like "Eh, we'll see what that looks like i'm not 100 sure about that right but ultimately he has been a great addition to notre dame again he's his stat sheet at the end of the year i don't think is going to be anything crazy or fantastic but you're gonna look back on javante jean baptiste and be like that is what you want to yep. get from the portal consistently. Like a player that comes in yep. and is just good. He's just good. Causes no issues. And he's good. What's what's wild, Ryan, is he's actually, I think, consistently been better. He's had some good pass rushes, but he's been consistently better as a run defender than he's even been as a pass defender, I would which has surprised me. And, and you know, he played a role. Nana didn't play a ton tonight, but he had some really good edge sets, I thought, tonight in a couple times I noticed him. Um, yeah, Josh Burnham had his chance to make a huge stop late in that drive. He had that guy behind the line. He just exploded right. off the edge. We're going to need to see. I thought Junior also had a really nice, a really nice edge set on one of those tackles for loss late in the game. He came off hard. He actually did a decent drop on that one slant. It just was a great ball by Riley Leonard. It but was, he did a nice little zone drop and according, according to the chat, it. Riley, according to the chat, Riley Leonard can't throw. Let's be honest, guys. So yeah, yeah. Well, he he couldn't tonight because of the Notre Dame defense. Sure. You know, um, but no, that kid's talented. I really hope he's okay. That's a talented, talented. Yeah, that part player. stinks. That but kind of took the wind out of my sails on that last. Like it was a great play by Notre Dame, you, and I was just like, did you guys oh, see Sam Hartman at hurt. the end of the game? Did you? Yeah. Did you see oh, that? Yeah. Well, he yeah. waited yeah. outside yeah. the tent. He cut until his interview off. He yeah. cut his interview short yeah. so that he could go see how Riley yeah. was doing. That's yeah. 
that wasn't for cameras and yeah. that wasn't, you know, like right. he legitimately wanted to see how he was doing. I got to say this too, man. This defensive interior is a lot different against the run when Gabe Rubio is part of the rotation. Oh, he got it some is. pressures tonight. Yeah. Like, I don't know what his stat line ended up being, but he got some pressures tonight and he was getting into the backfield and he was making some yeah. plays without making plays, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. so happy. Like, he, I, I guess he was credited with uh, two tackles. That's it. I mean, it, um, no pressures. That's why I was saying like, <laughs> they only I'm had sorry. I saw 97 in the backfield, night. man. On, I saw 97 in the backfield an awful lot when he was in there. So, he is a big part of why this defensive front is who they are, even the, even Literally. in a limited role. Um, Literally. I, yeah. Yeah. So just overall, guys, as we kind of wrap this up, I, I just statistically Notre Dame outgained Duke 381 to 323. Big part of that was because at the end, Notre Dame was under 300 yards going into that last drive, which is and just they, yeah, they had 97. Duke's defense is good, guys. It's not that good. Okay. It's yeah. Agreed. Good. Um, Notre Dame's third down offense, big problem, three of 15 defense, six of 15. Most of those came in the second half, uh, in that back and forth penalties, 12 to two. That's the, that's the two on Duke problem. is poor officiating. They should have had five penalties at least. The 12 on Notre Dame is 99.9% on Notre Dame. There yes. might've been like one call. Maybe you could go back and argue, but I, I mean, to me, that's, that's on Notre Dame. That's just, it's, it symbolizes the, the lack of focus that this team had tonight in my opinion coming in just from a preparation standpoint it shows errors in preparation in my opinion yep. uh in the game but uh end of the day guys they did what they needed to do they they made the plays they needed to make before we wrap up and go to the super chats to end things off guys because we got a bunch of them tonight yes i see that um the special teams has been one of the big i i don't even say it because I, I i don't want to be that guy that but like it's been disappointing. What I my worst fear has been realized. But here's the thing: it's even worse because the thing I did say about Marty Biagi, I did not like that hire. You guys know that there were two guys I'd have gone after: Justin Ludwig, Justin Ludwig Vanderbilt, because he's a good friend and a very good special teams coach, and I would have thrown a million dollars at Lavar Woods from Iowa. He may not have left, but that dude's special teams are phenomenal all the time. And, and, um, but the one thing I said is, you know, the kicking operation is going to be good because Marty Biagi has a history of getting the punters and kickers to be pretty good. And, um, Notre Dame is 500 to six games on field goals and had an, Bryce McPherson has been good, but the kicking operation again, just as a problem. I mean, you you had a new guy out there and, you know, it's same old, you can, you throw Dylan Devison under the bus, doesn't get laces out, whatever you put a new holder in results the same. And uh, the 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 stuff we see on special teams just is head scratching. Now, look, the fake punt tonight that was great. That was massive, that was phenomenal. Yeah. That was great. But outside of that, I just this this special teams unit just continues to leave. And and, and not all this you can't put all this on Marty Biashi. It's kind of like we say with other positions. At some point in time, you still got to execute. Lead a horse to water, you know. I mean, yeah. you still got to execute. You got to go make the kicks, man. But it's just it's been frustrating seeing the big step back that Notre Dame has taken on special teams this year in, in, in every phase of, of this thing. It's been, it's been really strange because I think punting has been pretty good and it was tonight for the most part. And it was, it was good tonight. Kicking. I mean, the second field goal Schrader almost missed that one too. I mean, that thing was, I mean, it, it barely barely went in. I actually thought he did miss it to be honest with you. I thought he kind of kicked it so high that they couldn't really tell that he missed it. That's my concern. 
But I mean, feel I mean, honestly, like field goal kicking, it's gonna come back to haunt you at some point. I mean, let's call it what it is, right? Like that's a spot that you want to be consistent in. I yeah. mean, it's 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 not great right now. I will say one other positive outside of the punt uh, out of the fake punt that I saw tonight is I finally saw Jeremiah Love returning kicks and it actually looked okay yeah. a couple of them. Yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. Let let yeah. let, let him return kicks, please. Right. Let that twelve and twenty. If if twelve or twenty four are not your kick returners, you're not doing it right. No, no disrespect go. to Devin Ford. And actually, if you look at the way Devin Ford played last week, Ryan, and a little bit this yeah. week as a lead blocker, him as the number as the the second guy back there that's the lead blocker <laughs> would make a ton of sense. You're not even using him correctly because he's proven to be a good blocker. Yeah. Now I understand you want to get that young, that guy some touches and all that, but at the end of the day, guys, you need somebody with juice back there. And if it's got to be Jadarian Price or Jeremiah Love, and right now Jeremiah Love is their most explosive player. So you are you are losing in way too many games. You are losing the field position battle, and that's all special teams is. Man, is about field position. And not screwing things up, as you right. can attest to. I'm sure well, putting it. points on the board when you need to. I mean, that's sure. the other part. Sure. But yeah, you're right. The field position battle is. And Notre Dame hasn't been winning the field position battle, man. Like, there's been so many drives this year where it's just like, well, they won it tonight. They just didn't doors. capitalize on it. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, they were. They had it early, but yeah, it was. Uh, needs to be more consistent, man, and it is not consistent at all right now. So, guys, we're going to do the Super Chats next. This is going to wrap up sort of our breakdown of the show. Before we hit to the Super Chats, do us a favor, folks. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the notification bell. Share this podcast. And if you have not done so, sign up for the message board at boards.irishbreakdown.com. Mark Chapman, welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.